So that would have been good. Yeah. The problem, this I I think the, the core the problem at the core of this movie is they had fifty ideas, and their fifty first idea was to use all of the original fifty ideas. Like guys, what if we did all of this shit one after another? For all your posturing, all your little speeches. Nothing but a common thief. I am an exceptional thief, Mrs. McClane. Well, well, welcome to the sh- to the sh- to the show. Mm. You being cruel, <laughs> Mr. Potter? That you need it, eh, eh, Potter? <laughs> Yes, he does. He definitely does. He was a baby. That was, <laughs> he's, he's 10. That was obviously a one-time thing. <laughs> what, do you think you can just blast curses at him now indefinitely? He displayed no talent. All he had was a mum that loved him, which is something you think would have come up more often in the Wizarding World. But I don't think people often die in the Wizarding World. Via murder. No? no. I think people will get murdered. No, I don't think so. I don't think I, I, I think, think it's explained that a lot of people don't get don't murder each people other. People get murdered in the Harry Potter books, a bunch. Yeah, but they're all by a villainous organization. Yeah, and by the end of the book, said villainous organization is defeated. You mean you don't think there's just like Midsummer Murders, murders? I would love that shit. What should we talk about first? Um, do you want to do it first? Let's talk about it okay. and it chapter two. Okay, but we've got to lead up to it. And Hopefully. by extension, it the television the television program from nineteen ninety two, and therefore by, by further extension, the fourteen hundred page novel it by Stephen King it must just be a, a nightmare of for of like search engine optimization, <laughs> isn't it for this for this movie? <laughs> How do we get people to get to us when they just do the word fucking it? Well, I searched for it because I wanted to see how much it was to buy the book because I haven't, I don't have a copy of the book anymore. It's, it's. Have you read it? Oh, I've read it. Yeah, yeah. You've read it? I've read it. Wow. It's. You're really into it. It's real fucking long. It's so, like, I don't. Yeah, well, I that's why you shouldn't write books on cocaine, Stephen. I don't really want to read it again, but I kind of do. Like, it's so long. Yeah. Well, we should say hello, everybody, and welcome to Exceptional Thieves. What's up? It's a podcast where Isaac and I review and rewrite movies. I'm Sam. I'm Isaac. And today we are talking about mostly It Chapter 2. <laughs> but by extension, other things. You cannot talk about It Chapter 2 without talking about It Chapter 1. Did it say Chapter 1 when it came it out? It did say Chapter 1 at the end of the film. All right. Sucked us in. Yeah. So now I think it's it's... It's officially known as it. And chapter I one. personally would like to do a, a rewrite of it, chapter two. Okay. I think. Have you read the book? No. Okay. And I don't want to. All right. Well. Screw that book. Isaac. I'm excited to have a have a have a discussion. Have a spirited your, discussion. Your ideas of what should be changed. This, this is fun. We haven't done this before. A show where one of us is trying to do the rewrite <laughs> and the other one is strenuously trying to stop them from doing it. <laughs> well, there are things I would have done differently. But there are also things that they had to do for a, for mm. for a film to okay. work. Okay, it chapter two, twenty nineteen adaptation of the 
section of the book that was set <laughs> in the later time period, which is like the 70s in the book. 80s. 80s in the book from the 50s, but now is modern day to the 80s in the films. Yeah. Um, it comes in at about 17 hours long. And that it's a Bill may, Hader movie. That may be an exaggeration on the length of film. I don't think it is. Okay. I don't think it is. That's, that's fine. I'm just going by what it felt like. Okay. My intern that's that's what my body clock. Right. The tallied. second the second time I watched this film, Sam, I also had the feeling oh god. of my god, this is a very long film. It is a a very long film. Yeah, it continues. It just continues. It re- yes, yes. Uh, look. It I can say it's it's really nice to get a Bill Hader vehicle mm-hmm. at last. I don't think we get enough cinematic Bill Hader vehicles. We don't. Barry, on the other hand, he's very, very good. He just won the Emmy for it. Mm -hmm. So tell me what you thought about It Chapter 2, Isaac. It Chapter 2, in my opinion, is a worthy sequel to It Chapter Mm 1. There are things that it is missing. Many things it's missing. But a lot of things that it has that maybe not necessary... I can definitely agree with the second part of that. There's a lot missing, though. Like What's missing? Um, so, spoilers for all of it, book and movie. Well, I don't... Yeah, we do have to say that. That's fine. Um, Mike Hanlon. Don't read the book. It's 1,300 pages long. It's real good. It's 2019. It's real good. There's one scene that shouldn't be written at all, but the book on, on the main part is real good. Is that the orgy scene? That is the orgy scene. They're children. It is fucking weird. Yeah. But the book's real good, and it's, like, proper scary. It's a really bold choice to put a child orgy in the middle of your book. It's not in the middle, either. It's at the end. At the end. Oh, it's the uh, climax, you could they, say. Um, That's how they all seal the deal. Yeah, sort of. That's it's weird. Well, I guess we can agree we're all friends now. I love this because I have no idea how it happens or why. <laughs> And I don't really want to know. Okay, I won't tell you. I don't want any context. Um, If you want to read it, read it. It's real good. But be prepared. There's some weird shit. And it gets fucked up at the end. More fucked up, in fact, than It Chapter 2, the film, gets. See, I don't think It Chapter 2, the film, gets very fucked up at all. No, I mean weirdness. Like, like strange. Okay, yeah, isn't there like interdimensional travel or something? There is some weird interdimensional travel. Okay, what is in the book that should have been in this film? Mike Hanlon's backstory. Is that the guy who stays in the town? The librarian. Right. I noticed oh, it in his chapter one. He, he owns the library, yeah. He oh, runs okay. the library. In, that's in, how he gets to live there. Yes. I wondered. That's that's where he, he, he grew up and took on that. Um, his backstory in the book is real good. He's one of the first of the children to see it. Mm-hmm. And it appears to him as a, like a giant raven, like a terrifying bird that tries mm-hmm. to kill him while he's out alone. Mm-hmm. Um and that we didn't get to see that um and his his sure. backstories were good and also yeah, in, he didn't get a solo that's one of the things i noticed in the first time i watched the second quest. one what's that called in a video game where you've got to find some item bonus mission i, I just did that well yeah. everybody gets flashbacks everyone who returns mm-hmm. gets a nice flashback to being a kid again and they get to see it in 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 some shape or form whether it's yeah. now or in in a memory and mike doesn't get any of that and i think it's sort of explained in the fact that he's stayed there so he ought to, or, or already remembers everything that happened yeah. to him and they're just showing these people re-remembering it mm. 
But I don't think that's good because the old Spice guy was really good in this movie and he sort of deserved some scenes on his own having good, yeah, having good times with the monster. Yeah, oh, all the actors were were fantastic. Casting as well. Casting is they incredible. They all look so realistically as that though those That big handsome guy look. looks like that little fat kid. He, to- he totally They have the same does. squinty same eyes. eyes. Same eyes. the casting of Eddie... The little, the little, the um, germaphobe, the germaphobe kid. That yeah. is perfect casting. Yeah. So good. good. Very good. Um, what didn't you like about? Well, hang on. You gave us one thing. This is librarian backstory. Are there any other things from the book um, that you would have wanted to bring into the film? I would have loved to try to attempt to bring in the interdimensional travel stuff of the thing because mm-hmm. it itself has enemies elsewhere. And it's supposed to be an all-powerful thing that comes from somewhere else mm-hmm. and is here at the same time, but is also out there. Like, it's it's oh, not just right. here. So it exists through multiple... Yeah. It extrudes yeah, into the, different the, dimensions the, simultaneously. The dead lights are supposed to be, right. like, all-powerful. Yeah. And none of that is explained. And they, they change that backstory to be the Indian um, tribe... Um, the native tribe nearby had some sort of ritual that they do. That ritual exists in the book. Well, I th- I but thought the it ritual of... comes from when Bill looks into the dead lights and gets transported out there, and he goes through space for a very long time. Okay. And he meets a giant turtle for some fucking reason. Yeah. Well, that's the Stephen King. That's Stephen universe. Yes. The Stephen King universe. Yeah. I thought the way isn't it kind of depicted as. In this film, it is basically, it's basically, in my mind, crossing this over with um, everyone's favorite universe, the Brightburnerverse, where an asteroid lands and something evil comes and something from it. evil came out of it, and that was yeah. it. So that's how it they, is, that's how they explain it. It is basically film. a kind of space demon. Yeah, yeah, and I. In my in my head canon, this is part of the Brightburnerverse. Because you know, I like that head canon; it works. It's yeah, really cool. Because that was my thing with the thing with Brightburn is I wanted it to turn out to be that the thing takes on whatever form is adaptive for it, and mm. it could become a human child and live as that Superman story, or it could just become a demon and do these different things like these um, beings that can transform into all different permutations. Just adapt in different ways to their environment so on one hand you have superman and on the other hand you have pennywise but they are actually the same species i like the idea wouldn't that be cool it would be cool but a little hard to explain that's one of my favorite things about pennywise in general though is that it is in this film an alien of some kind Mm. but its idea of how to scare people is to just turn into their it can read their minds and it just becomes their nightmares which is awesome yeah. Like, that's proper scary. That's real good. It definitely has the capacity to be scary. Oh, it's not shown as, as an idea. Scary. Yeah, so... But the idea of it I is... personally did not find this film very scary at all. Did you get any jump scares? Yeah. Yeah? But that doesn't count. Okay. Because you... That's not because something scary happening <laughs> happened. That's just a product of editing and sound. <laughs> You can just show two people talking, be like, "Yes, Renny, what, what do you want to do later?" Oh, maybe we can bam! Like, oh Jesus! <laughs> you can just make people jump, and then as soon so, and because I because it is so easy to tell when the jump scare is coming. Yes, I just would close my eyes. 
okay. So like, so here it miss, comes. So you miss some five, four, three. Close my eyes for two seconds. Once I hear the loud noise, I open them again, and I just watch what else is happening. <laughs> so my heart rate never has to go up because I don't want it to go up oh. because the film doesn't deserve it. But the film did deserve it. No, because jump scares are trash. It's quite well made, though. Like, well, as a define, film, define well made. It's not a bad film. I think it kind of is a Bill bad Skarsgård's film. Bill Skarsgård's performance is fantastic. My one... Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. My one word review for this three-hour movie would be interminable. <laughs> because I really feel like with the way films are currently, every minute over two hours that your film is, you have to really justify yeah. You have to really be able to say why you need this minute over two hours, you know. And very few movies go... Th- and the and the movies that go to that length and are worth it are pretty much the biggest movies of all time. Lord of the Rings, Titanic, Endgame. Mm-hmm. Those are... When you go to three hours, this is an epic movie. This is not an epic movie. This is a 90-minute story squeezed into three hours. And... Every supposedly scary scene is structured exactly the same way. And they just do it over and over again. So I think structure... I just have a lot of structural issues with, the with what Pennywise is. You feel is. as though there's so much filler? There's lots and lots of filler that doesn't really mean anything. And what... I, What's scary about Pennywise for me is not him turning into weird shit. Because, and when the film opens, we're like, yep, there's a demon clown. He turns into scary shit. If you stop believing in him, it goes away. People usually don't get seriously hurt by it. Let's go. And then it's just three hours of that happening over and over again. And I didn't understand what the rules were. And I don't want every all ambiguity take, taken out of it. Mm-hmm. But I... The whole time I was like, so who, what does Pennywise want? How does he feel? Which sounds kind of silly, but I got, he got hurt 30 years ago. He didn't get to eat all of the children he wanted to eat. Mm -hmm. So is he like starving now? Does he know about, does he remember them? Does he care about them? Yes. Because he hasn't done anything to bring them back. And... Well, it doesn't show, and he... He did write the big words, come home, come home, come home, on the underside of the bridge. Yeah, but that's kind of it. You never see him enacting any kind of plan to get these kids. And and I never really got the sense that he particularly hated them, because it's not like he's trying very hard to kill them and eat them, because otherwise, why do they get away over and over and over again? It's not that hard to get away from him. It also shows him just sort of randomly killing a couple of other kids and people. So is everyone in town being terrorized the same way they are? Is their terror different to everyone else's in the town? There's That's one of the problems with just the absence of Derry as a feature of the movie. Like, I had no idea what anyone else in the town was experiencing at this supposedly critical time that happens every 30 years you know you have should have people in the town noticing that this terrible thing is going on and sort of responding to it instead they could have been they could have been anywhere you know the fact that it was Derry which 
it's kind of big deals made out of it in the first movie didn't really come up this time. So I don't really understand what it wants, what it is capable of, and what the main characters are at risk of in every scene. Because there's one bit when the kid's head becomes a spider and it jumps on Bill Hader mm-hmm. and James McAvoy is desperately trying to pull it off and the other guy stands in the corner all nervous and they eventually destroy the spider and then they're like and then they're giving him a hard time about being nervous and like he could have died is that what you want blah 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 and maybe I'm just confused but I, I'm just thinking well the whole time the premise has been just stop believing in it and it it's goes not away. Stop believing in it. So how? It goes away. How? Because Bill Hader's about to get crushed by a giant lumberjack, and he just closes his eyes and says, "It's not real. It's not real. It's not real." So does that work? If or do we have to deal with all these threats like they're absolutely not real? There. Well, I think um, I don't think it's explained at all. So yeah, but I think it's when you're a child. You have more power over him because adults you can't have see more him. More power. So he had like his his influence is but a lot. They see him as adults. Yeah, they do, but that's only because they've been so involved with him. No other adults see him. That is not made clear in the film. Okay, that's what it is. Like that is that is part of what. As it far is. as like, I was concerned, there's just people seeing it around the, the only, town. The, the only thing, the only people it approaches are children, because. I think it's explained in the first film that its influence is a lot stronger Mm. with children because children have more an ability to imagine things and to see things and have fears, but adults sort of switch off from that stuff. So, and he his influence sort of reaches out into Derry in that he influences a lot of people, weak mindedly adults in particular, to not notice a lot of the bad shit that happens. That's why the, in the bad f- shit being him eating kids or other kids eating other other kids hurting other children, just people being bad. So in the first one, in the in the first movie when Henry is carving Bill's um, Ben's stomach, yeah, with the knife, and the car drives past, and the people just watch them and drive away, and then there's a balloon mm. in the back seat. That's his effect on Derry being shown. See, stuff like that is good. Yes, you there's not a lot of that in the second. There's film. none of that in in this no. in this film, and so does it like does it feed on fear itself? Yes, but also people. It also likes to physically eat people. Yeah, well, they taste nice, but it. Um, I think I don't know how it's like. I don't know how it's worded, but it's explained that fear itself makes things like if things are afraid of you they taste nicer okay so does he like he likes he likes ambient really 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 scared of whatever he's become before he and then he consumes them sort of like the opposite of how we eat lobsters yeah i like lobsters but does he also like does he also feed off ambient fear well i think that's just sort of like a turn on Okay. <laughs> like that, that's an aphrodisiac for him. Okay. That's just um that's just getting him in the mood. Yeah. Okay. And I guess in but the- in, in in the book and somewhat in the film, though it's not really explained much, the first attack for when when he comes back after twenty seven years 
is supposed to be the gay guy Adrian who gets eaten. Yeah. After the bullies beat him up, which is uh, that first scene of this film is really well done, I think. Where it's just the four dudes laying into the two the two kind gay of. guys and they throw him off the bridge and he follows him. But it's built up so much and the performance is like everyone's acting and it's really good. Everyone's and it's real good. harsh. But it doesn't pay off anywhere else. Like you see none of those actors ever again. And yeah. I thought that they'd spent so much time building this up and you don't even get to see Pennywise in the thing. You just see like like a, like a, a blur. Yeah. That this is at least going to have something to do with the rest of the story, not just have these awesome kids doing proper acting and stuff, mm. and then never get to th- like at See, least the survivor why... needed a, a scene with even Mike Hanlon being like, "What did you see? What happened?" Yeah, that's why it's three hours because they've just put all that stuff in yeah, but that doesn't serve the story or the characters. It, like and it that just gets scene, longer and I think, is, ne- is necessary to build Pennywise up as being returned. Like, in the book, See, that's when he returns. Like, nothing happened before that date, but that's when he returned, and then Mike calls everyone and says, look, I think it's going to happen again. Someone just died. Someone saw something bad. See, for me... See, I love Pennywise. Mm. I think he looks amazing. I think he is scary. It obviously is an amazing performance. And I really enjoy having him on screen. But Me that too. opening sequence, I think, made him seem not very scary at all. Because... It was just four dudes beating up two other dudes? It was four dudes beating up two other dudes. And I guess you could say that part of the reason we should be seeing Pennywise as a threat is because he is contributing to this environment where something like them beating them up would happen. But we don't have any sense of that. It's just completely disconnected. And he's just this weird thing standing next to a river. And you see him, you know, fully lit in full beast mode, ripping that guy's chest out. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing particularly scary about that. It makes Pennywise about as scary as a bear in that scene. He's about kind of scary. He's as scary as just a wild animal that lives by the river. It's like, oh shit, well... Don't go down. He's found the... himself a nice weak bit of prey. Yeah, don't go it. down in the river. I now I know exactly what he looks like and what he likes to do, and he's over and he's over there. And there wasn't anything so mysterious that... about that. Hold him back. I think hold him back at the start of this movie. I think because then we are scared about the because everyone knows it's coming. Everyone knows that Pennywise is coming. He's the Jaws. Well, he's the shark of Jaws. You need to see Pennywise. Well, you need to. See... Or at least Adrian's partner needs to see Pennywise at the start of the film to show that this guy knows it's Pennywise. He sees a clown. Whose partner needs to see Pennywise? Adrian's partner, the gay guy who, who watches. Why does he need to see Pennywise? Because he's the one in the story who informs Mike. Yeah, but this isn't that story. It's a movie. No, but how does Mike find out it's Pennywise? Because Mike's been living in the town his whole life and has yeah, amassed a Mike, massive archive. You could have him... Find that out any other way. Turns up five minutes after the attack. We didn't get to see Pennywise. We don't even see this kid's body. We just see a bit of blood. Is Mike just going to see Red Balloon and be like, Pennywise is back? Actually, Red Balloon is not a bad idea. That's one of many good, like, tantalizing things you could do. Also, when the losers all come back, Mike doesn't refer to that event as the reason he thinks something is up. He He shows them the rate of child murders in the town. He shows them all the research he's been doing to mm. pick up on it, who is being subtle and secretive. So that scene isn't necessary for that. 
at all. Because, yeah, because Mike turns up, he doesn't see the event happen, and he sees a massive load of red balloons and come home written on the bridge. So he could figure it out any one of a million different ways. Yeah, I guess. Also, missed opportunity when he's when he's trying to convince them all that that Pennywise is back and he sh- they should help him. They've all gone around and said what jobs they're all doing and that. And the one guy's a risk analyst and he analyzes statistics for injuries and accidents and stuff. So Mark should be like, hey, blah, blah, you're a risk analyst. Analyze it. Look at how frequent, look at the rate of deaths and suicides of blah, blah, blah. And him, the guy who most thinks it's, wants to believe it's bullshit, is forced to confront the reality that Pennywise is back by using his own professional Career. skills. Yeah. So that would have been good. Yeah. The problem, this, I, I think the, the core, the problem at the core of this movie is they had 50 ideas and their 51st idea was to use all of the original 50 ideas. Like, guys, what if we did all of this shit one after another? So I think don't show them at the beginning. Okay. Build up tension about what Pennywise is. Because some people are seeing this without seeing the first one. There were people in my theater who were walking out who hadn't seen chapter one. They are a bunch of weirdos. I know. But that's the thing with sequels, though. Don't one one thing I'm taking out mm-hmm. is um, Jessica Chastain's uh, domestic violence situation with her husband. See, because again, um, faith very faithful to the source material. Yeah, but sort of unnecessary to make a sequel for the film. Never comes back and is one of the most graphic depictions of domestic violence I've ever seen on mm-hmm. screen. Like, he punches Jessica Chastain full in the head and they put, like, John Wick sound effects behind it. There is this <laughs> oomph and she just flies across the room and like, I have my hands on my mouth. I'm like, is this, this is what the film is? And no, Sam, that's not what the film is. She's gonna, like, get her clothes all ripped and run down the street in the rain and then not even mention that bloke again for three hours. He's not going to show up in a vision. He's not going to be the thing she's most scared of. It's never going to come back. So we don't need that. And I don't like the, this person's life, this person's life, this person's life. You focus in on See, the guy who kills himself. What, what I think would have been better to rewrite that is to keep the scene of the domestic violence but then stay even more faithful to the film because her husband follows her to Derry. And he's one of the reasons that they go down oh, into no, the thing. make it longer. Well, see, that's... That well, if, you, if, you, if you're cutting out, you don't have to do the flashbacks. That entire series of flashbacks... Oh, yeah, flashbacks, they're all gone as well. Take those out. That's, the, that's an hour worth of film gone. Yeah. yeah. They, and they just did it every time. Yeah, every, every everybody person got one. walks into their place. For no reason. You have members. like a five minute montage of all of them walking around town and yeah. just like five finding, minute finding their things. Oh yeah, sure. Um, but because in, in don't even in, do the finding things because like, what's the point? In the book, her husband is one of the things like like Henry just to get his head coming, coming back from the hospital where Henry's been for twenty odd years after killing his dad. Her husband's one of those like it controls him to come to Derry and try and kill him. Oh, right. Like, he's another thing that it does to affect their lives, like yeah. Henry, because it affects Henry and brings Henry to kill them. 
Maybe they were going to do that at one point, and they'd film. See, that's why he's in there so much. I'm like, that's got to be something, and that's what uh, that's why I did. I didn't know why they spent so much time on the opening scene. Is like, it's a like that's a long time to spend on proper acting and stuff to never come up again. Everyone got such a long opening and a long introduction. I love and it though. didn't and it didn't serve anything you no. know so and it's not and no it's not to any of it. and it's not and it didn't give you a sense of building it just gave you a sense of look at all this stuff that's going on it's a sort of a sense of realism to it like this is literally their lives it's not we don't need to see it yeah. but it's one of the things i do love about the introductory scenes is that eddie's wife is the same actress who plays eddie's mum like he married a woman that looks a lot like his mum and she's played by the same actress. Really? <laughs> like you only get to see her for like 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 a couple of seconds, but she's there. She has a couple of lines. She's the same actress who is his mum, and I think that's so great. Yeah, I guess. Because. Yeah. yeah. Just... But I do agree that no, oh, right. a lot Sorry. of it doesn't have. I'm getting confused with the different characters. Just they. People keep making scary movies. <laughs> They keep making scary movies, but they See, don't seem to. They don't seem to be thinking about what would be the scariest thing to do, you know. Well, I think for this one, I, they're I, trying to make it as as faithful as they can and try and put as much horror in. Because if they made it as faithful as they can, all those flashbacks wouldn't happen. But, but like, you'd have everyone in the film that needs to be in it. Like Audra's supposed to come back at the end. Like Bill's wife, she's supposed to be there. She ain't there. Like, but for my money. That's not horror, what they've put in there. They're just visions. Mm. They're just non, not real visions. So nothing horrifying is happening, you know? Especially when, whatever his name is, when he goes to the pharmacy and he has to walk downstairs. For whatever and there's the then there's the leper person on the chain. The whole time, I'm just like, so... This is clearly a so flashback. What? You clearly made it through this last time. Yeah, I, I know you're okay. Yeah, I get it. You don't like germs. I knew that years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of germs over here. Love them. <laughs> oh, wow. You don't like lepers or pus being on your body? Yeah, Big, I could feel that. Big germophile. Sue me. <laughs> Sue me. What can I say? What can I say? Once you start getting into it, it's hard to it's hard to back out. They're just not sitting around thinking, well, why is this scene in there? And I think and I think the answer in their own minds was, well, it's scary. And it's like, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not because the th- I mean, it's scary because of what's at stake or because of what it means. None of them learn anything about themselves. Or the situation they're in from their side quests. No, they just they, remember something. All that happens as a result of the side quests is they all have a physical object that we as the audience don't give a shit about. So they can do the ceremony that we're not that, that clear on. So that's I think the middle hour could go. Yep. I think you could cut the middle hour and half of the first hour. I think. And probably at least a third of the third hour. So we're down to about 80 minutes. The having of the physical objects 
serves very much to the source material. Like everything they got. Well, I'm detecting a pattern in your answers here because yeah, I think see, they needed to forget the source of, one material. One of the things I liked about a lot of the stuff that they did and why it took so long is that they put so much in there that they didn't need, obviously. Yeah. I, I'll not... admit it's not necessary, but it's a lot of throwbacks. But the things that they took out from being the source material mm. are things I think would have been more necessary. Yeah. Like mm. all of the characters that they introduce at the start and everyone's in everyone's current lives are supposed to be involved with the story more. Yeah. And that that was take that's clearly been taken out mm. in lieu of having all of these sweet flashbacks and the kids getting more time. I don't think the kids needed more time. I think the no. kids one scene They've had a film. That that one scene where they're in the in the in the in the clubhouse yeah. and it shows you each of their casting. Just to show them interacting. That's a cool scene. Like this film just could not get over how well, how good its casting was. Because its casting was great. And it just shows you them fading into the kid actors and back again. I think that happens about five times in this film. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, we, we were all already talking about what a good job you've done. Could you just get on with the movie, please? So, in the beginning... was the word? No. In the beginning... Um, <laughs> In the beginning, you what have you a scene. Sl- it's not. It's not two and a half minutes. It feels like exactly the same amount per character, mm-hmm. just showing you what their life is in a kind of meandering So, in your way. rewrite, it doesn't have these. In my rewrite, we spend a lot. Of, we have like an opening set piece around the guy who kills himself. Because that's scary. That's telling you the thing that this move that your antagonist in this movie is so intense. Someone is going to kill themselves just when they hear about it. Mm-hmm. So give that more weight because I feel like him learning about Pennywise and killing himself takes roughly the same amount of time to have like Bill Hader vomit and then go on stage and do stand up. Yeah, I didn't like that scene. Stand up and. I don't need all of that. I don't need to show see James McAvoy arguing with the director and stuff. I don't need to know what his job is at all. Cut that. That does doesn't matter. The whole thing about endings, you could you could lose that in, entirely. Really, I want showing the effect of the villain on this one person. The whole opening with the bridge and everything. I think you can. You can I would I would get rid of that. Maybe you open with Mike somehow. Piecing together I would, what's going on. I'd keep the um, the opening. I'd make the beating up scene a little shorter, but still have the kid thrown into the water and his boyfriend run after him. But then and have then that character. have that sort of like, will the boyfriend be screaming or something? Um, like someone has to die there, and then Mike witnesses it mm-hmm. by the red balloon. Like the tra- the the remainder of the red balloon or something, and and that forces Mike to call everybody back straight up. Yeah, you like don't even show Mike going home to do it or anything like that. Mike sees it. Mike knows, and the yeah. come home could be written somewhere. And then, flash cut. Stan's phone rings. I think the. I I like that. I think the. Yeah. Oh, that 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 was my idea. First thing I was going to say was I think. Tonally and structurally, this they you should be looking more at something like an X Files episode. 
Where you have an attack at the start, and then Mulder and Scully are attack automatically at the start. in town. And then, well, there's that degree of, um, it's like supernatural, like detective story almost. Mm-hmm. Let us inhabit a little bit Mike doing the detective work of piecing this together and just have it be a bit subtle. Like, we don't realize Pennywise is back because we see him rip a guy's chest out. Pennywise is, like, smarter than that. And so, so he is taking kids, but no one's realizing it. And Mike manages to see through the fog somehow. So don't open with a scene of horror. Like, open with a scene of Mike just arriving somewhere where there's been an attack. Yeah, maybe. Well, I don't want to see Pennywise at the beginning. No, you don't have to see Pennywise. You can just see a red balloon. Yeah, maybe something. But even like a red balloon. Because the almost... red balloon shows you that this is Pennywise. We yeah. know it's Pennywise. Mm. But none of the characters know it's Pennywise. Not even his boyfriend. Like, yeah. it could be the guy gets thrown off the bridge, boyfriend is searching for him, mm. blood, red balloon, nothing yeah. else. I think, yeah. Yeah, may, maybe red balloon. I'm torn. Because just imagine... I think the red balloon as a device is one of the best things about, it this, is great. about the first and this film. And But just imagine how creepy it would be when you've seen nothing until a red balloon at, like, minute 40. You know? Yeah. That would be such a good one. But I also think you do need some sort of... Something to incite the plot earlier yeah. earlier on. I so, love the idea of not seeing anything until Red Balloon so late in the film. And what's going Red to hap- Balloon is so intense yeah. when nothing else has happened. Yeah. But you have to show something. Yeah. And the first film did well. It showed you Pennywise, at least his face, mm. in the first scene. Yeah. But that first scene was acted so well. Yeah. And I think, I like, yeah, smash cut to Stan's phone rings. We have the scene of him killing himself. That's a really super big deal. And what's going to happen after that is Mike is going to realize he probably shouldn't do this over the phone. So the other scenes are going to be face to face. If he if he goes to talk to him, he can't leave Derry. In my version, he can. He can't that's leave Derry. Yes, he can. He can't leave Derry. Yes, he can. Nobody can't though. Yes, he can. No, you can't. Re- you can't change yes. that part of the story. Yes, yes, okay, so can I? This is my film. Okay, sweet. It's not, I'm making. It's not the same. Story. I'm making a film called that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and the rules of that are your that, film's not called it it's that called my, Pennywise that my character Mick <laughs> can leave Mikey can leave the town of Sherry whenever he wants oh, okay. All right. cool um, there will be no sweet. copyright I, claims here I don't like the idea of face to face I've just got sick of phone calls and because he will realise that this is a big deal of what he's doing well because he doesn't know Stan's dead I'm we're not talking about it. We're talking about that. Yeah, but like in that, even in your film, in that, even in your film, Stan's phone rings. In that, Stan's wife calls Mike and is like, "Oh, by the way, he's dead now." Yeah, but Stan's wife doesn't know who Mike is. She doesn't know who called him. She doesn't know anything. She just yeah, she does. Stan got a call. Stop then, thinking about the book, Isaac. Stan got a call. Something happens in the book. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's art. We can do whatever we want. We can't. The world is our oyster, Isaac. But then, Mike is leaving Derry. But he's then, going and he's getting the he's getting the crew you together. Your, you remove one of your you remove your story from the location it takes place. Yeah, we're not we're not there anyway. We're watching Bill Hader do stand up. Like it doesn't. Yeah, but it if doesn't. You have this... That makes they being able to leave there makes it scarier to go there. You're going to the place where the terrible thing happened. <laughs> So, and that's the other thing yeah. that this that has gotten you know I'm right you, I know you're, there you're, is you're the, twisting in the vice of my logic I know that there is merit in what you're saying 
but I disagree with it in terms of this story. I think what gets lost in this depiction of this story is we've just sort of lost, we're not connected to the 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 horror of it thematically and like the scary thing is something coming back which you thought you had destroyed one thing also that i i think was handled bad is the the the, the reason Derry doesn't feel like a character in this film is all the mentions of Derry being a character are in dialogue like when they go to the barons someone's literally like the barons mm. we used to hang out here as Remember children how great this was yeah so I think that's another thing that detracts from Derry being a character. It's not shown mm. as a character, it's just explained. Yeah. And not even enough. Like, oh, this is where I grew up. Yeah, well, I... I... Remember that one time I went to school when we weren't supposed to be at school? <laughs> it was the holidays? My favourite scene, I think the best scene in the movie by a long way, was him under the bleachers talking to that girl. That was... With the birthmark. Yeah, real good, yeah. Because that's when he's scary. Yeah. I don't think he's scary when he's a big... Nice jump scare When he's a big... Um, uh, yeah, but it would have been... But it was worth it because they built they, up they to built, that scene. They built to it. And sure, you knew that was happening. was like, I've already been scared, you know? I'm, yeah. I'm not scared by a big lumberjack with teeth or like a big naked demon woman. I laughed when she ran out. When she was the tall. Su- the super tall be- naked old lady. in my theatre laughed. I was like, what the fuck is the, this now? The first time when people laughed, it was a scared laugh. You know how people laugh because they are afraid of something? Because yeah. it makes it dealing with it. You can hear that certain laugh. First time I saw it, that laugh happened. Second time, I was like, uh, that's hilarious. So talk me through this. Uh-huh. Let's take let's take that one as an example. Okay. Jessica Chastain in the uh, what yep. turns out to be an abandoned apartment building mm-hmm. where she used to live with her awful father mm-hmm. pennywise is there yep that woman is pennywise he's physically in the house yeah because he is he is that woman. he's physically in one location at a time is that yes true of him cool so he's physically in the in the building what is he trying to do there what's he trying to achieve yeah for what purpose to make her scared because he's angry with them why does he want her and that's it. He wants to scare her, so it's catch and release. Yeah, pretty much. Why doesn't he want to eat her? Because I think he's just angry with them, and he wants to make sure that they suffer. But he, so he would want to kill them all eventually. Yes, but I think I think I, I don't know if it, I don't know how it's explained. That that's not explained. Old, old woman scene is not in the book. Right. Thanks. Yeah. Um, He's saying that to the cat, guys. That's not... Um, I mean, I am handsome. But... You are. Yeah, I think mostly is what... Is Pennywise just wants to make them all suffer for what they did to him. So there are literally no stakes. Because he's not going to kill them in those scenes regardless. He's just well, we trying... we don't know that as an audience. He's just trying to give them the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, we don't know that as an audience... Pennywise knows that. So as an audience... As an audience, we're supposed to think she could die right now. Right. But that's the thing. After that had happened two or three times... To each of them. You kind of realise... I think... That wasn't going to happen. So I didn't... stay together. Definitely. Yeah. Like the characters say. I didn't understand... 
go out and explore the world on your own and find your your little medallions, everybody. They go into this most dangerous of cities where more people die than anywhere else. Guys. On Euro. As we all know, there's a demon space clown on the loose. And it hates us in particular. It knows us in particular <laughs> and wants nothing more than to destroy all of us after, after breaking us psychologically. How about we all individually go to the places where we have been most psychologically vulnerable in the past <laughs> and not together. Why? Because at one point in the past we weren't together. Ago... We should like that was just so painfully artificial yeah. to get them all to split we up. We were together for that and whole so, summer. Not that whole summer. <gasps> oh, right. wow. We Stuff should. we content from the last film that we didn't get. <laughs> content they definitely filmed yeah. pre prior to this one. And I don't I don't like <laughs> I don't like that line. Not that wholesome. Like they weren't. Like well, no, I'm, I'm sure they all went to sleep at some like, point. They well, don't have breakfast. It's, like, it's not an episode of Friends. The part of that summer where they were apart, they were all still friends, but they mm. just didn't hang out as much. And, like, they did meet it, but they met it with each other. Like, yeah. it, they weren't alone the when they saw it. The one thing you would learn from the story of It <laughs> Chapter 1 is the, the lesson is work together. You know? Yes. I mean, spoiler alert, same message as Hobbs and Shaw. Teamwork <laughs> is how we will defeat Idris Elba, space demon clowns. That's how you do it. Yeah. And they all just ignore that completely. If you were going to, though, if you were going to show flashbacks, right, to the book. I wouldn't. But if you were going to. I'll shut were, this if, film down. If you're going to say faithful to the source material, I'll say that again. There's no, the source material for that is all in my head. Yeah, but if you were going to. I am the source there material. There are moments in the book where they meet it with each other. Like, there'll be two of them together on, on the bike, riding around, and a yeah. werewolf chases them. You could do scenes like that, where it's not them on their own, it's togetherness. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they all had their yeah. scenes in the first movie where they saw it, except Richie, for, some, for need... some fucking reason. Richie never got to see it in the first movie. What you could do if... Yeah, at least have them be in pairs, and just put some sort of time limit on it. Like, we've got to do this... This ceremony by tonight, like oh shit! Well, we can't, we don't have time to all go there together, so let's split into pairs or something. Um, but what time limit could you give it though? Because he hasn't given them any rules. Well, yeah, but we can. Like he hasn't posed any. That's the rules great thing, you. Isaac. We can just make one up. Yeah, but what rule would you give it? Um, be something like it's. Well, that's you'd need to build. You don't actually need to build something around what it is, and so. It let it have a goal it's working towards rather than just randomly killing people for a while. So it is working towards this certain point and you can tell it's getting closer by maybe like the rate of murders or something. They or- do build up. Well, it always starts out with something like the way it's explained is it starts out with a massive act of violence and then kills a lot of people for about a year and then ends with an even massive act of violence and then it sleeps for a while. Which is something I don't understand about the thing itself is why it would need to sleep at all. Like, it going to sleep when the kids heard it, Mm. that's cool. Goes to sleep for 27 years, wakes up again. Yeah. Well, I wanted there to be some sort of I'm see, I'm I'm fine with that. Like you can again, you can make it's, like, it's very jeepers creepers. You can make up whatever you want, and like demon hibernates. That's a classic jeepers creepers device. Exactly. 
Um, but I would like there to be some sort of consequence from the first movie. Because in the first movie, it didn't get to complete its cycle. Yeah. So it's hungry. So when it comes... It seems to have come back just exactly the way it was before. And it's actually fine. So there was no... Reason to bring the kids back. It could have gone on with it. It was like, life. you just, just carry on being it. You know, you're doing fine. It should be he is weakened and desperate as a result of not completing his cycle last time which is now making him behave in a new and interesting way that we didn't see in the first movie he's now um got uh you know different tactics or something slightly different or or he's um and so it's making him angrier and so and so he's making mistakes or he's being behaving more desperately or something and that's his weakness and that's what they get him on just something like that not just Scary hallucination, scary hallucination, scary hallucination. And the thing is, once a few of those had happened and it became clear they were never going to get hurt. There's just going to be a confrontation at the end. I thought, well, can they get hurt by them? Or can you just close your eyes and it goes away? Because if that's the case, they've got a bird box problem where just put a blindfold on and this whole problem really goes away. That whole movie was so terrible. It was. Um, why can't why can't they just put blindfolds on? And off topic question. Okay. How many kids did we get to see die in the first one? I don't remember. Georgie, Patrick Hofstetter, and I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah. So like he wasn't built up in the first one to be that terrifying, but it still worked. It was, it was just yeah. it, there were just a well, lot of reports bits. of kids being missing, yeah. and then they got to see him be scary. What you imagine will always be scarier. Yeah. But I like him under the bleachers because he's being he a clown. The, yeah, and he gets somebody, which justifies him looking like a clown. Yeah. That's why the clown is scary, because they be a clown <laughs> in scary ways, and the kids trust him because he looks like a clown. If he's just a clown that looks like a giant crab and then is always has big crocodile mouth and all the rest of it, the clowniness stops being scary. That is actually because it's not a he's not a clown. One of the things I did I did like about this film, mm-hmm. it chapter two, is when he became the, final the closest thing to its true form that they can witness, which is in, which is supposed to be a giant spider. They kept him looking like Pennywise. Mm-hmm. With a fuck ton of limbs and claws, and I love the little yeah. hands holding his claws in place. Like, I like the design of that, where it keeps the Pennywise's Pennywise-ness. I like Pennywise-icity. Ah, sorry. I like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah it all looked, like, it looked it all cool, looked good. and, it was, and look, it, was, it was quite scary. Not scary in the fact that this scene is terrifying. Yeah. Scary in the fact is that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, and there was, and you know, they'd obviously put a lot of effort into thinking of, what is the scariest thing you could see? And that's, that's pretty fine. close to it, yeah. But once you've seen it for two seconds, yeah. it's about what's going on in the story, about whether it's scary or not. And, you know, I had a great time watching a lot of this movie still mm. just because of the actors and the way they reacted to things. Yeah. Just how, just how much swearing there was. <laughs> I think they all had like really... Swearing. swearing at children is also something that's very good about this film. Yeah. It happens a lot. I like them just... And especially at the... Yeah. And going, that going one little boy... Stuff, like, Jesus fucking Christ! In this <laughs> like, it's really funny, scared swearing. It was good. It's very realistic scared. It's, yeah, it was realistic. That it grounded little, the whole thing. little boy that they yell at at the restaurant, though. The guy who dies later. Oh, yeah. He gets yelled at so much in this film, and then he gets killed. Mm. Like, he's just a regular little kid, knows how to skateboard in the mm. middle of the street, which is unsafe. But that's 
fine. It's dairy. That's the safest place in the world, apparently. Mm. Um, he hears voices down the drain and thinks that's very nonchalant. They yell at that kid so much. <laughs> and then James McAvoy tries to save him. Oh, <laughs> uh, James McAvoy's character needs a slap around the face. He really... They all... They do such a bad job of what they've gone there to do. They all just suck at this task so massively. Yeah. Like, they just... None of them ever gets it together in your real at life. all and then they go and i love that they they decide they're going to do this um this ceremony they go down they try it 100% does not work even at all <laughs> immediately fails <laughs> this is i just i liked how i like it, it's amazing that they come out on top one of them dies what's funny about it is the answer to the problem is bullying. Yeah. Just learn how to bully better <laughs> and then you'll survive. That's the, you know how you overcome a metaphor for childhood trauma? Bully it. <laughs> um, oh, what was I going to say? What was, I, was gonna, um, oh. I, I had a train of thought and I've lost it. In my rewrite. In your, in your rewrite. Still lost it again. Oh, damn, you were so it confident was about, there. It was about the rewrite. Oh. We were talking about funny swearing. Funny swearing, that's that's always hilarious. Yeah. The kid gets yelled at a lot. Kid does get yelled at a lot. No, it was something mm. to do with them. Uh, oh, yeah, in your rewrite. Yeah. The fact that Mike has been there for so long mm-hmm. and still remembers everything. Everyone else went off to live their lives and they get really mm. successful because they had so much trouble and that's part of his influence. But in your rewrite, I think it'd be hilarious if Mike is super fucking prepared. Like they get home and he's been <laughs> training for 27 years, ready to take this thing on when it comes back. And yeah. they get there, they got no fucking clue. And they're all like wandering off on their <laughs> own. Like, oh, hey, I remember going here. Should we go in there? And he's like, no, you no, should not go in there. I've been in there. Terrible shit happened to you as a child in there. We will not do that. And he's just got like shotguns and like swords and stuff. And he's ready. And yeah. they're all just bumbling. And he's just riding like, a horse. Cool. Yeah. He's very Simon Pegg in Hot yes. Fuzz. <laughs> yes. I am... Um... You know, in, in, in that, I'd be tempted um, to cut the forgetting thing. Because for me, not knowing the book, watching this movie, mm. them not remembering Derry it's was not nothing but just an uninteresting obstacle to getting the plot moving. Yeah. I because don't think it's explained enough mm, in the film either. That no, they forget. Nothing because- happens because they've forgotten. Nothing... Nothing happens because they suddenly remember something. No. Just have them have tried to move on with their lives. And then they get the call they hoped they would never get. And they have to go back and sort it out. Like That's just so much simpler. And then that's all you need. The effect of dairy wears off and you forget about dairy when you leave dairy. Yeah, and when you come back, you slowly but remember. It's weird that they all remember where they grew up being away. Like, yeah, I grew up in dairy. And every time you think about that, it doesn't remind you of everything about Derry. Yeah, it makes no sense, and it's not And required. when they were such good childhood friends, they all left Derry. Why didn't they stay together, stay in touch? Yeah, and if, hang out. And, and like just ignore ignore the poor black kid who got to stay behind. Yeah, why, do, why aren't they all catching up for beers, being like, where the fuck is Mike? Y'all remember that Mike kid? No, I don't, actually. No, I don't. No. I don't remember anything, weirdly. Let's talk about <laughs> something else. Childhood? Yeah, I didn't have one of those. Nope. Oh, I was just like 14 and... 
Could and be to jet. There I was. I just <laughs> one day, fourteen year old. <laughs> what I thought you needed was if you've got better uh, establishment of the rules yeah. of what it is and what he's trying to do. There'd be certain things you would then be doing. I guess I'm trying to make it more like a video game, but there'd be certain <laughs> things you would do that would expose, make yourself, make you vulnerable to it. So okay. you have, so give them some way to protect themselves from being assaulted by these visions. But then you know something happens, and then he, then he can get them because it's just so random. You know, he could be, you could be looking at anything, and it, just a vision comes into your into your mind. Like, well. Yeah. There's no so there's might- no agency to the characters now, and so when they when they walk out of the inn into Derry, you know, when it's like pre-dawn light, mm-hmm. like that was exciting. It was cool watching them all walking along as a group. Like we've got our mission now, yeah. but you should make it so that getting around Derry for them now is almost like a zombie movie. Because they've got to they try don't and, know what it is. They like don't know what it is. The post office box over there. Yeah, and so they are trying to navigate this space in a way where it won't get them. And there's something they can do to protect themselves from that. Because Mike has figured all this out in the intervening period. Mike knows the rules of the game, and he can tell them. It would also be cool to do a very it follows thing. As that's like, always cool. To as do. they're a group marching through Derry like going going off to defend them so they don't know what it looks like right now mm. because they're in such a mind frame and it like if it's explained that their mind frame controls part of what it what it can do if they're ready for it it could be anybody so they're mm. walking along terrified but also like knowing that they need to do this mm. and just like a postman or an old lady walking down the road yeah and they're just like Yes. Terrified of a random person yes. who just continues with their lives. Absolutely. And you can have, like, Pennywise could be a part of that mo- that moment, mm. but out of, like, a, a, an unexpected bit. Like, have yeah. it happen, like, twice where they, they, they see somebody, then yeah. they're thinking, but then Pennywise just surprises them and have the statue come to life or something happen. Yeah, like, the fact that it can be anything at any time is horrifying. Yeah. But you never see the characters really confront that horror you know they're just walking around town he goes in and gets his bike and sort of talks to stephen king for a bit like they don't seem to get the sense that <laughs> stephen king. my my whole environment is a potential threat and mm. if you really inhabit that in the film because like in it follows suddenly everything is crackling with this scary energy because in the film i think what they've done is because bill skarsgård is so great they've just said they've just used bill skarsgård for everything it's all we need is. it's all we need and like It'd be cool to see Bill Skarsgård play like eight people. Yeah. And they just come across random Bill Skarsgårds in the world. And it turns out that this is Pennywise. Mm. That was my other favorite bit when you saw Bill Skarsgård like putting on the makeup. Yep. You know, that whole scene was bullshit. But I I like that idea that. As, as though um, Pennywise has decided to take on the, the, the persona of this random clown who came into town once and mm. seemed to be really nice and friendly for children. He's like, yeah, I could be a clown. Kids like yeah. clowns. I could totally be, yeah, be it's about a, that. It's adaptive. Like that, that's, I, I like that being a backstory for Pennywise. Mm. If you could put that in somewhere, don't put it in the scene where she meets the old lady for no reason. Mm. Have that happen somehow. Yeah. And then you get to see awesome Bill Skarsgård putting creepy mm. ass makeup on being creepy. Yeah. But like, it's just, Pennywise is remembering. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's why I do this. I think at one point when they, I think I read something that was going to be like the opening of the first movie or something. There was going to be a 
sort of prologue. Like 1835. 1835 prologue, yeah. Sort of showing some of the origins of it. You could... You could do a prequel to this film very easily. Yeah. You could make an argument for a universe crossover with It Follows, where, again, I don't care, I'm not, don't care about the book, where there's the, <laughs> the It, It Follows, Brightburn species... You know these things oh, you keep think landing. Fo- well, I like I like it follows being its own thing. It follows I, is such a good film. It's oh, magisterial. It, one of my favorite parts is you never get to see what it is. Mm. I watched a film recently called Head Count, which is on Netflix. Everyone can watch okay. it. It's not terrible. And in it, again, the thing. I thought we were talking about Head Count. Yes. <laughs> Got to get one of those in. Carry on. Hilarious. The 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 thing takes the form of people. And like that's explained during it, mm-hmm. but then you get to see it at the end, and it's oh, it's kind of a it's shitty never suit. Never going to be good. It's kind of a shitty suit, and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. You like you mm. spend so much of this film doing it follows stuff and being like, it could be anything. Like it could be here with us. We don't know about that, mm. but you you ruin it at the end, and yeah, yeah. Fucking... So yeah, I'm I'm I don't know much about it in terms of the Stephen King verse, but. I like that there's that sort of Lovecraftian horror substructure to the whole thing. It's not necessary for this film at all. that nameless thing so horrifying you can't describe it even if you saw it. Yeah, but how do you do do that in a film unless you make this into a trilogy? And why would you do that? Yeah, well, I think yeah, I think there's a way you could you could you would you would just gesture towards it in this where where you where spider crab thing at the end Mm -hmm. just sort of make it clear in some way that this isn't its true, true form either. This is just sort of... Because you can never actually see that for whatever reason. Because this is the same thing as It Follows. It would be like the the It of It Follows is just like another variant, you know? (laughs) It's like a different species of the same being that permeates all these different universes. Okay, so uh, final... I've got some final notes. We have spoken about It Follows. No. Everyone, just so you know, if you haven't seen it, follows. See the fuck out of that movie. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to run through some of my last notes here. Do it. Run, run away. Before we, before we run out of time. Um, so this is a point I've really kind of already made, but like, it's bad because there's no escalation. Things don't get worse and worse and worse and worse. They, are, they get to a certain kind of middling level of bad and they stay there the whole time. Big crab, end. So... Anything like Blair Witch, Paranormal Activity, The Shining, things step up and mm-hmm. up and get worse and worse in ways that signify things getting more dire for the protagonists. But things never seem to get worse for them than it is in the... It's already pretty bad in the Chinese restaurant, you know? Yeah. So that's that's the problem. Um, the best line in the movie was Bill Hader when he decides to leave... And he says, I got dates in fucking Reno, man. <laughs> I like the line as well. I don't write my own material. And he's like, I knew it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, there's the bit where they flash back to child James McAvoy in the basement seeing Pennywise as his brother. Mm-hmm. So now we're watching James McAvoy watch scenes from the first movie. Yep. So that's not scary. No, but what was weird about it and what I didn't like is that James McAvoy had taken the position of Pennywise in that flashback. Yeah, sure. That was weird I get, and like, I didn't I, like it. I didn't want that in there. Yeah. I'm like, why would you do that? It doesn't... 
I like the idea of him being trapped under this floor and can't get out, and that's terrifying, and have something in the water with him. Yeah, but also just just close your eyes and think of something else, and it'll stop. Pause for effect, everybody. My cat's being a dickhead. Continue with your with your with your speaking. It's good because pause for effect, and the cat is using its paws to push to push the thing along. Did you watch The Haunting of Hill House? I have seen The Haunting of Hill House. Well, this this reminds me of that, where it's a pretty short story, and they just said, well, how long could we make this go for if we had to? Yep. Um, have you watched any it's, of... Sorry, off topic. Mm-hmm. Have you watched any of American Horror Story? Uh, I tried, and they did... They I tr- love they the tr- idea of expanded horror. I love the idea of it I as well. I want it to be scary. And I look forward to it being good. Um... <laughs> This is also a crossover with the Toy Story verse because that is the antique shop from Toy Story Four. <laughs> um, Although Stephen King's a little scarier than he is, he's a, he's a scary looking. And dude. then I don't know what the it got very weirdly schmaltz at the end. Like it really wanted it just became a Hallmark movie, which sure. Um, and I just thought it was telling where they start saying sort of what the losers kind of manifesto is and it was a bunch of stuff like um stand be true believe and remember we'll always be losers blah blah i'm like that is a really good summation of how vague the themes of this movie are (laughs) the final words are things like stand comma be true comma what are you talking about what are you talking about film is that sort of like them attempting to um breakfast club their film i i I don't know what they're trying to do and i I don't think it's necessarily meant to stand as the thesis statement of the movie but i just thought it really that was so punishingly vague and meaningless i was like that shows how little an idea you guys have of what your movie's actually about (laughs) um so Yes. Oh, and the final in that in the in the rewrite. Here's the twist that happens in that. Okay. Because Pennywise, he's been hungry, he's been desperate, he's been angry, but he's learned. He's adapted to get his prey in new and different ways. And Mike is gonna get them all, tell them about this ceremony, whatever, they get down into their lair, and it'll be revealed that Mike has been Pennywise the whole time where is the mic he's been dead for years mate okay pennywise killed mike ages ago because pennywise can be anything at any time so why does he have to be something scary and obvious no he's been in the room with them doing all these scenes the whole movie luring them into his lair and now they're fucked wouldn't that be cool it would be cool i agree it's this different story, yeah. I thought I'd guessed the film twist for a while. I because th- I thought when, of that when he didn't get a flashback. Well, I thought of that, and then when they were just revealing that he'd bullshitted them all about the ceremony. But for a second, I was like, "They're gonna do my thing." Oh no, it's something less interesting. <laughs> How so, good was Old Spice Guy as acting? He was great. All, yeah. all really, all really good actors. <laughs> the Old Spice Guy. The Old Spice Guy. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Die Hard to Airbender. On a scale of zero to ten. Zero being last airbender, ten being 
Die Hard 1. I'm going to go with 5.5. Oh, that's much lower than I would have thought. See, I liked it. Have I talked you down? Your points are very valid. And as a film, it's very, very, very... um, as, As much as it can be faithful, the stuff that they have in the film are quite faithful to the source material, but the stuff that they don't have in the film... Detracts from all the stuff that they put in. Yeah. Because if you do so much setup for all of these awesome lives that these people live, none of that pays off in your film. Yeah. So yeah. Good points. Yeah, I feel I feel bad because all the actors are so good, yeah. and they all do so well, and it all looks good. But um, as always, I feel the need to punish a movie when it messes up really badly. It was given so much good <laughs> stuff, and I feel like it poured it down the drain. So, and. I also feel like it's weird if we always give the same scores. So I'm going to do four. Okay. We can give the same scores. You know what's great in these movies? That sound. You know that thing? Yeah. That's great. It is good. So creepy. <laughs> that's all you need. Clowns are scary. But see, just that's put that. Thing. Just put that and a red balloon on screen. You don't need all this shit. I feel as though Pennywise now has ruined scary clowns. Oh, we're definitely running out of the scary clown. So you can't do scary clowns anymore. Well, well, you can in it chapter three. But you can't though. It'd just be Pennywise. It's coming. Have they signed off on a third one? Well, no, not yet. But this made like four hundred million dollars. Yeah, but this is the end of the story. Yeah. So. Hi, I'm Hollywood. Nice to meet you. (laughs) But there are other killer clown movies, and they all fucking suck. Except Clown. Mm. Have you seen it? No. Watch it. Is it good? I've Long-time listeners of the podcast will be sick of Sam <laughs> spooking for Clown. <laughs> but yes, it's one of my favourite horror movies ever. Okay, I will it's eventually watch it. It's fucked up. Yeah, but is it... And it's scary. Is it Tusk fucked up in which the movie is just fucked? Tusk? Have you not seen Tusk? No. Justin Long? No. Okay. I'll watch Clown if you watch Tusk. I don't like recommending Tusk for people because it's such a fucked up film. Okay, I'll I'll watch Tusk. Someone grow a tusk. I'm not going to tell you. Okay, I think someone does. (laughs) I'm going to take that as a yes, Sam. Mm. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, If you've been enjoying the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter (laughs) at Exceptional Thieves or send us an email at ExceptionalThieves at gmail.com. And the exciting news now, we do also have a Patreon account. So oh my God. I know I would like to be investing in some better microphones and better sound equipment. And uh, there's also podcast studios we could hire where there's no cats. It says that on the door. Wow. No cats allowed. Can Rufus come? No. Oh, okay. It says no cats. Damn so, it. So um, people can go to... If people have been finding this valuable and would like to let us spend more time on instead of doing other stupid work jobs then they can go to (laughs) patreon.com forward slash my name so it's patreon.com forward slash samuel brookfield (laughs) wow well it's shared with my other podcast oh that's fine that's fine (laughs) isaac you will get at least one sixth of every cent that comes through that account (laughs) all right Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening, everybody. Goodbye.
Oh, you're still there. Start beatboxing or? Okay, maybe not. I've dropped a beat. You're not rapping. 